0: In a sign of the changing state of the pandemic, NPR has learned that an indispensable source of information about the virus over the last three years is shutting down. NPR health correspondent Rob Stein reports on the end of the Johns Hopkins Coronavirus Resource Center.
1: When the pandemic erupted, no one knew much of anything. Was it safe to go grocery shopping, take a bus or train to work, even jog past someone in the park?
0: As everyone can remember, there was very limited information, particularly at the beginning of the pandemic.
1: Beth Blauer is an associate vice provost at Johns Hopkins in Baltimore.
0: And when we started to see the cases move out of China and in through Europe and headed towards our shores, we knew that there were going to be a series of public policy decisions that would have to be made.
1: Like should mayors close schools, governors mandate masks, CEOs shut down factories, Presidents seal borders. But there was no good data available to make those decisions. Neither the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention nor the World Health Organization were providing enough useful numbers in real time. So journalists and academic researchers at places like Johns Hopkins jumped in to fill the void. Dr. Ali Khan is a former CDC official who is now at the University of Nebraska. I know CDC has the ability to do this and has done it numerous occasions in the past. So it was unusual that at the beginning of this COVID pandemic that they did not collect this data and put it out in a timely manner. Extremely unusual and very surprising. So Johns Hopkins launched the project, which quickly became crucial for deciding everything from where drug companies should test vaccines to where Hollywood should film movies. Even the White House and the British Prime Minister were relying on the Hopkins data. Lauren Gardner, who conceived the project with one of her students, says the website was used by everyone from policymakers to everyday people.
0: I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with people that were just out and about doing their job traveling in Japan here and there it would tell me that the dashboard was the driving force in decision making for them in terms of quitting their job and then coming home so that they wouldn't get stuck.
1: The site's maps of the world in individual countries became an iconic way of tracking the virus's inexorable spread. Dr. Celine Gounder from the Kaiser Family Foundation was working as an infectious disease specialist at Bellevue Hospital in New York at the time.
0: I would refresh my computer screen over and over again over the course of the workday. looking to see what the latest numbers were, and it was really startling to see even over the course of the day, how the numbers were evolving. I think my colleagues thought I was a little obsessive, but it was also watching history unfold in real time on your screen.
1: The site eventually drew more than 2.5 billion views. But the pandemic threat has started to recede. States are reporting numbers far less frequently. And Lauren Gardner says the CDC has finally ramped up.
0: Now the CDC is in a position to be providing the data that's needed to understand the pandemic. And therefore, there's less of a need for us to also be doing that. It's an appropriate time to move on.
1: So after three years, the $13 million Johns Hopkins Coronavirus Resource Center will shut down March 10th. But they could start something again, if necessary, for the next pandemic. Rob Stein, PR News.